It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders 5-2, the final score in this one, Vegas falls now to 8-8 eight and eight on home ice. And to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, w- let's start with the positive story, the, 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 the big news surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. That's that Alex Petrangelo was able to come back, played in tonight's game after... Some encouraging news, obviously, over the last 48 hours regarding uh, the illness to his daughter, Evelyn. Yeah, just remarkable. Uh, You know, Alex was emotional earlier today, very candid. Um, You know, we, of of course, understood when you have personal reasons to be away from the team. No doubt that it would be something serious, and and it was. Um, Sometimes... If you, um, especially if you go back and get the details, Ben Goats in the Review Journal explains it quite well in his story today. And the the bottom line is the illness that Evelyn, Petrangelo's four-year-old daughter, was suffering was scary in the moment, serious and potentially deadly. Uh, But just within the last 48 hours, she's made a remarkable turnaround to the extent that she was at the game today. And it's not out of the woods yet, but uh, clearly a, a mm-hmm. expected to make a full recovery and, and all just so positive. And watching Alex skate over to his family, all the kids and his wife, Jane, uh, just remarkable. And you could see Evelyn reaching for her dad uh, while mm-hmm. he was on the ice. Um, that is just uh, just warms your heart. And uh, as scary as uh, I'm sure it has been for the Petrangelos the last several days, you can imagine how good that felt. And, uh, boy, it's just uh, great to see Alex back. You know, he was on the ice a little bit, but he admitted that he would not have been able to play. And uh, without this miraculous turnaround in the last couple of days, it sounded like the team was prepared for him to not play for a long time, um, should the Mm -hmm. medical attention be needed for Evelyn. But uh, just wonderful news that things have taken a, a really positive turn here in the last couple of days. And obviously Alex felt good enough about the situation to rejoin the team and play today and picked up an assist. Yeah, and, you know, that's one of those things that puts into perspective that there are more important things to uh, to life than, than just a hockey game. However, we, we do have a hockey game to talk about, and for the Golden Knights, it's, it's kind of a similar story as what we've seen on home ice lately, just two goals. Uh, they're scoring on the power play, so that's good. The power play continues to be a bright spot, but uh, the Golden Knights just need to find a way to, to convert in, in other situations on home ice. It's not happening right, not right now, despite the fact that I feel like tonight they had some chances to get it done. Yeah, and, and let me just interrupt you for a, a moment, right? I just want to bring up something as it relates to Mark Stone, because we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, he goes off, it looks pretty serious, and um, I'm pretty sure, and I'm double-checking here the, the time on ice uh, list here, but uh, I think he came back. Uh, for mm-hmm. the, and was out there for that last empty net goal. And uh, I'm just double-checking the time on ice, and it does officially indicate that he was out there. 
So, mm-hmm. like, that is, you know, the, the loss aside here, we'll, I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> to talk about. But, like, in the bigger pictures we've talked about, like, they're going to find a way to win some more games here at home, score some goals at home. Sure. But with all the injuries and everything, I'm sure a lot of people listening to our broadcast here in the third period are thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Mark Stone needed a lot of help to get off the ice, very slowly off the ice. But somehow uh, managed to come back. And, uh, again, the, the final uh, – the time on ice sheet indicates that he was on the ice for uh, that second to last empty net goal. So that is a major good news. Back to your question. I don't have an answer about why they can't <laughs> win at home. I mean, it really is a sort of confounding, you know, Bruce on the pregame show. I know he's admitted he's been thinking about it. Um, you know, y- you can't just upend the whole system because it's working out this way on home ice. I mean, it's not like a, a baseball where you've got you know the top and bottom of an inning different dimensions you know the in theory you know the the nights have been so good at home through the years you'd expect that that would balance out over time now they started they won their first five at home uh five out of six i should say but uh yeah why it has happened this way is uh, a little mind-boggling but you know, you wonder if once they do get on, and, and they do have an opportunity, three more home games here, you wonder if that kind of just gets them over some kind of a mental hump, but also recognizing that they had a lot of chances today. I mean, they they right. only scored two, but there were um, there were more chances. They looked better today than, for example, the game against the New York Rangers after a four-game trip. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. The chances are there. It's just a matter of bearing down and finding a way to convert on them. And, you know, we talk about Riley Smith. He's got a couple of power play goals tonight, uh, lead leading 16 goals on the year, hits a post. If that goes in, we're talking about a completely different-looking uh, game for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, uh, you know, Riley's just been so, so good in every facet, shorthanded, on the power play, five-on-five. Uh, he's really become the everyman for the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Like, I mean, he, I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, 27 goals was his Golden Knights best. And he's up mm. to 16. He leads the team. I mean, like, can we, I, I hate to say this, but barring injury, uh, like, I mean, he's going to have <laughs> his best offensive season with the Knights, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you're, you know, you're kind of doing projections right now in the way that he's been scoring the, 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 the way that he's playing the game. It feels like 30 goals is, is essentially a shoe-in for Riley Smith. The question is, how much more beyond that can he go? Yeah, and you know the other part of it, Ryan, is that each of the guys on that line, Smith, Carlson, and Marcia, so they're all relatively close in terms of their overall points. You know you would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen William Carlson really burst back into the goal-scoring department. You know, it, listen, he has he's, he's got seven, so it's not like he's not scored at all. But, you know, last year... Uh, for the entire season, he had 12. Year before that, 14. Before that, 15. Before that, 24. Year one, of course, he had the 43. But like he's still, you know, putting the assists on the board. He comes mm-hmm. into the day with 22, which was tied with Smith. Marcia so 26. So uh, those guys didn't start the season together, but they've been together for a while. And uh, I think that it is refreshing to have that group all clicking. And, you know, when one guy is carrying the load, it maybe helps out the other two guys, and they really seem to feed off of each other. And uh, it's working in special teams especially. I mean, think about it. Riley's got now six power play goals to go along with mm-hmm. four shorthanded goals. Marcia so has <laughs> got 14 goals, and seven of those are power play goals. 
Carlson, by the way, has one power play goal. So, I mean, it's it's just exciting, I'm sure, for the fans of the Knights who have been following the team for six years to see that group doing what it's doing together. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly said there, Dan. Uh, any any final thoughts on this game before we turn our attention to Monday night and the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, just a deep breath on the Mark Stone situation again. <laughs> just, I mean, you know, uh, you could have a, a loss and it's, you know, you, you'd love to win every game, but they started the day second best in the National Hockey League, trailing only the Boston Bruins. So uh, if you can get closer and closer to full health, that's great. Of course, you get Petrangelo back today, but um, again, we uh, hope to hear from Bruce Cassidy. But if Mark Stone was able to come back uh, for uh, uh, last shift uh, for the first empty net goal that was scored by Brock Nelson, you know, you would imagine that he's he's fine. Just a just a scare for everybody. And clearly, that uh, that injury in the moment took the air out of the building. Who knows what might have yeah. happened had it not occurred? Maybe the Knights would have been able to get get one uh, over the top to tie the game but not to be they'll get a crack to go up against the buffalo sabers on monday all right great stuff as always dan fantastic call we'll chat with you on monday thanks ryan that is the voice of the golden knights dan duva helping us break down a 5-2 loss to the new york islanders the vegas golden knights now 22 10 and 1 on the year 45 points tops in the pacific division we're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders 5 to 2, the final score. A couple of empty net goals late in the contest for the Islanders. To put this one away, the post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So a scare in this one. Obviously, late in the third period, Mark Stone goes down, no weight on his left leg, has to be helped off the ice, helped down the tunnel. Fortunately for the Golden Knights, Mark Stone did come back and take one more shift in the game. So the severity of you know whatever's going on, or... This, the simple fact that Mark Stone was able to come back in the game, maybe you can pause, maybe you can just breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. Hopefully we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy uh, in just a couple of minutes and, and we can maybe get an update on that. But for the Golden Knights who right now are going through it from an injury perspective, uh, there's no other way to like really slice it, right? You, you've got Jack Eichel out of the lineup. Paul Cotter now missed tonight's game out of the lineup with an injury. No Shea Theodore, no Zach Whitecloud. Uh, but you do get Alex Petrangelo back, and that's an important thing for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so good to see Alex back in the lineup tonight for Vegas. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and you know, for me, I, I thought the Golden Knights had a really good defensive period in the first. They largely kept the Islanders to the outside. However, late in the period, New York found a seam, and Anders Lee hammered home a one-timer. Here's another shot. They score! Anders Lee, the one-timer from just above the top of the circles. New York takes a 1-0 lead. Anders Lee, his 10th of the year from Anthony Beauvillier and Robin Sallow at 18.58 of the first period, made it 1-0 Islanders. So we'd head to the second period, and the Golden Knights trailing 1-0. We'd open the period with the power play. Vegas wasted little time setting up Riley Smith for the power play equalizer. 
side of the net, extra passing, Smith settles, his shot knocked down, it's a loose puck in front, now Smith scores! Power play goal for Riley Smith, and the Knights tie at 1-1. Riley Smith's power play goal, 15th goal of the year at 1-11 of the second period, tied the game at one. The Golden Knights had a ton of momentum off of that power play goal, but the Islanders got the lead right back as Hudson Fashing made a phenomenal individual play for his second goal of the year. Now Fashing works in front and he scores! Hudson Fashing charges left goal line. That's his second goal in his fifth NHL game this year. New York takes a 2-1 to lead. Second of the year for Hudson Fashing from Sebastian Ajo and Matt Martin at 4 minutes 30 seconds of the second period made it 2-1 to one Islanders. After that goal, the Golden Knights made a furious push. They did everything but score. Then with time winding down in the period, a failed zone exit landed on the stick of Simon Holmstrom, who added to the Islanders' lead. Hoisted out by McNabb. Cut down at the line. Islanders in. And a shot. Holmstrom scores! Simon Holmstrom's first goal. New York leads 3-1 with 2.23 to go in the second period. Simon Holmstrom, his first of the year from Zach Parise and John Gabriel Pajot at 17.36 of the second period made it 3-1 Islanders. And as the buzzer went, Casey Zizekas appeared to give the Islanders a 4-1 lead, but upon review... The goal would not count as time had expired. Three seconds left. It's a two-on-one. Sezikis in on the right. He shoots. He scores at the horn. It will count. Casey Sezikis, 4-1 to Islanders. Upon review, review, there was no time left on the clock. Therefore, we have no goal. Saved by the bell there, the Vegas Golden Knights would head to the third period down 3-1. to one. And early on in the period, Vegas would go to their third power play of the game. And for the second time, Riley Smith would light the lamp, bringing Vegas to within one. Now in the right circle, Smith shoots. He scores! Back-to-back, <laughs> -back, two goal games for Riley Smith. Two power play markers today. His fifth and sixth of the year. He's up to 16 goals. The team lead, and he's got the Knights within one. Islanders three, Golden Knights two in the opening four minutes of the third period. Second power play goal of the game for Riley Smith from Alex Petrangelo and Chandler Stevenson. Three minutes, 29 seconds of the third period. Made it 3-2 to two Islanders. Shortly thereafter, Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game. For Miramanov, it trickles away, and it's a breakaway for the Islanders. Miramanov rushing from behind, and a shot. Thompson is saved, turning it aside from Josh Bailey. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life so with that save the golden knights would continue to push but an apparent injury to mark stone halted the momentum of vegas and with logan thompson off for the extra attacker brock nelson iced the game with an empty net goal thompson heads to the bench islanders trying to clear hutton knocks it down at the line new york gets it out knocked out of the air islanders in and a shot blocked william carlson assumed the goaltender's position there 90 seconds to go. Now the Knights get the puck away. Islanders score! 
Brock Nelson makes it 4-2 New York with a minute 27 to go third period. Brock Nelson's 15th of the year, 18:32 of the third period unassisted, made it 4-2 Islanders, and with 10 seconds left, Zach Parise added another empty net goal. Miramanov charges up ice through the center logo. Lead pass to Carlson, broken up. Pajot now ahead. In comes Nelson, pass to the left, score! Zach Parisi, another empty net goal. Ten seconds to go. Zach Parise, he's 10th of the year from Brock Nelson and John Gabriel Pajot. At 18.48 of the third period, made it 5-2 to two Islanders, and all that was left was the final call. 3-2-1, and that is all she wrote here at T-Mobile Arena on a Saturday night. New York Islanders 5, Golden Knights 2. And there it is, 5-2, the final score. The Islanders defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's pause 10, st 10 seconds for stations. AAA insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders 5-2. The final score we will be back with more on the AAA insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Hey, Ken. We're asking a question. Start with Jesse. Hi, Bruce. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Um, seemed like at 5-on-5, five five, you guys created some chances, had the territory, but just didn't bury them. And then when they got chances, they put them in. Um, what's your overall assessment? I, you of the know, I think that's accurate. Um, you know, a couple of guys in the bottom of their lineup finished finish some plays in the second period. I think the first period goal by Lee, I mean, we lose a board battle, uh, sorting out coverage. We're like half a second behind. doesn't take that long for him to finish. So... You got to give him credit there, but the other ones, you know, I think we could have been better a managing the puck, um, and, and and you need saves at times during the game, right? The other guys making them, so it became a little bit of that as well. So um, that part of the game I thought was fine for us the second and third period in terms of how we need to play against the New York Islanders. You got to they clog up the neutral zone. You got to take what's there, and we we were willing to do that, but not early on. And at home, that's been our problem is that we're trying to make plays against every team that comes in here early in the game and they're ready to play and it's not working out. It's what we do well on the road to home teams. Is we check well, get pucks back, and take advantage of our opportunities. So that's not to get away from, but that's a mindset that I've got to get across to these guys at home, that we have to manage the puck better. Once they go over the boards, the onus comes on them. They're the ones on the ice. They have to... They have to manage the puck better, too. they got to accept that. And that's where we have a problem right now. That's why our record's 500 at home. We're just we're a little bit stubborn, and we we got to get, gotta get through this mentality that we're just going to make plays right off the puck drop in front of everyone. Teams are ready to go, too, and um, we've got to get that point across. Owen Krebs, Vegas Hockey. Now, what were the Islanders specifically doing that made it hard on you guys? Well, they've, they've allowed the least amount of odd man rushes in the league, right? I think we're pretty good at that as well. It's why we have success in the road. As I said, teams are trying to force things. And when you, when you take pucks off the wall and then throw them into the middle and hope plays, like they, they come back at you. And maybe an opportunity they travel in the night before that we could have if we played like we did in the second and third, maybe fatigue sets in and, and you break their will a little. But we didn't do that in the first. So you give them life. Now they have the lead. They're a good team with the lead. I've seen the Islanders a lot over the years. It's a different animal, so uh, that's what they did well, um, you know. And and they stuck to it, and, and 
capitalize on opportunities as well. Uh, you got to give them credit there. Uh, as I said, that's where we need stops. They got some good ones, and it ends up being probably the margin in the game. Go to Ken, then Chris, then Jesse. Ken Bolke, Sinman.Vegas. Vegas. Can you explain what happened to Stone there? And then do you think that had any impact? It looked like you were pushing, then the injury happened, and it kind of fell off. Yeah, we were concerned about Mark. He's, you know, you know, it seems like the last three weeks, you know, like there's one every game, something's happening. So, you know, we're, we're human, right? Like you're going to you know, feel for your teammate, especially, you know, when you see Theo go off like he did, Whitey goes off like, you know, these aren't just bumps and bruises. Even Cotter gets hit hard. So, you know, we're concerned the way it happened because it didn't look like a whole lot going on. It could be something serious. Now, I saw him after, and he, he looked good. So that's the good news. And he was able to come back, play a little bit, but he wasn't 100%. So, you know, knock on wood that this is, you know, you know, just one of those short, very short-term things that a stinger type of thing, for lack of a better term. But um, I'm not going to know that till tomorrow. But, yes, we did have a good push, and, and it's unfortunate because, we, you know, he's, he's a good player for us. We needed him in that last few minutes. <clears throat> Go, Chris. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, you talk about the starts, and it's clearly becoming a problem now. So how difficult is it to fix that problem? Well, I mean, if it was an easy solution, I think we would have done it by now. Uh, I've also seen our team play well early on, early in the year, so it's in the room. It is. I've just got to get it back out of them. So th that's what's in front of us. I mean, I kind of had a long-winded answer earlier to Jesse's question, but that's it. They just got to have a better mindset with the puck when there's – we always call it there's ice in front or behind the, uh, of the other team. And, and tonight it was behind early on. That means the puck has to go behind. you got to go forecheck the puck back or, or, ch or play indirect, so to speak, because they have good sticks. Um, they had good structure in the neutral zone. And so that's what we need to fix, the mindset of, you know, we can't expect the puck drop just to come out and be making tic-tac-toe plays. It's just not going to happen against good teams. You might get away with it periodically, but most nights you're not, and it's showed in here. Most nights we haven't. So... We're going to keep pounding away on that. And at some point, I hope the guys are sick of freaking losing in this building and, and play the right way like we did for the last 40 minutes and take your chances that way because we're a pretty good hockey team when we play that way. Jesse. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. Um, you've been kind of looking for an identity on the third line for a while. It seemed like Lecision and Rambier brought a lot of energy. They were forechecking well. Do you feel like um, – did you like what you saw from them? Or do you feel yeah. like that's something to build off of? I did like their line. They, they, they are young guys that need to play – a pretty simple direct game <clears throat> they probably comfortable one another too there's no deferring you know when young guys come up they always want to make a play to the old guy or the guy that's established uh, I thought Ammo did a good job on that line as well so um, you know they had they had a good night's work uh, they're not guys that we're going to rely on to score every night tonight yeah maybe we could have used a, a goal out of something like 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 the Islanders got you know down in the lineup um, sometimes that makes a big difference we're getting a lot of uh, from Will early in the year um, you know, our power play came through for us. Our kill was good. So, you know, we just we needed it from somebody. It's just you can't go into the room saying you, you guys need to score for us to win. You know, those are those are bonus kind of goals. And tonight we could have used one of those or from the decor, one finds its way through. So um, we seem to, again, get a little bit of more of that of the road than we do, do at home as well. So, you know, Monday, I guess, is another opportunity for them. But um, I was happy with their game. They... they they did what was asked of them, and um, that's all they can do. I'll go to Steve and then finish up with Alan. 
Yeah, <clears throat> Steve Carp with the Sporting Tribune. Did you uh, anticipate having to play Alex 23-plus minutes tonight after missing nine games? And how would you assess how he uh, progressed as the game went along? It looked like he did get a little better after yeah, a, listen, he, a slow start. He, he, he's, you know, had a heavy heart, and, and he's, he's been, you know, has been away from the team. And so we knew that there were going to be some rust there. We did, you know, you know, we got to get him back up to speed. And, you know, John determines, you know, on the back end that the amount of time and sometimes special teams gets baked into that. Obviously, he's a guy that is going to play, you know, with Theo out, maybe a little more on the power play. Um, so I, I think for, for Petro, he's such a good athlete in such good shape and a good pro that the amount of minutes wouldn't have been um, – a, a huge issue for him. Um, it's to me more about getting his game reps now and getting people around him. So uh, at the end of the day, I, I didn't even look to see if it was that much. Um, but you know, we got to get him back up to speed. Obviously, we, we need his play in the lineup, and we're happy to have him back. Alan, I'm Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. Bruce, you had mentioned teams come here to Las Vegas ready to play, and I'm wondering. Since you're in your first year here, you used to come into Las Vegas yourself. Is there a sense that teams have a chip on their shoulder to want to knock out Las Vegas because of the attention the team's gotten, or because you mentioned the teams are ready to play and they seem to be, you know, playing some of their best best hockey? I think sometimes you get you get on the road in certain cities, and after a while, like maybe the novelty's kind of worn off of certain part of it, and you know they know the building's going to be loud, and and that part gets them excited to play. A lot of teams come in. I'm not going to say the Islanders because they played last night, but come in and they have activities and they want to respond so they can have more activities on the road. So they need to play well if the, you know if you're going to have a you know because I always hear it. Oh, we had a day off before you know before we played and we're after and and so guys have a little more incentive I, I think here. That, that's part of it. We have to be ready for that, plain and simple. And um, and and I can't speak to anything. Other, you know, I guess. Might be better off asking the visiting coaches. I know how we approached it over the years here. We weren't here for a few years, but our, our guys got excited to play here. It was, a, it was a great environment. We knew that. Good hockey club, so it's like you better elevate your game. So there's a little bit of that. When you're sitting in first place in the West, teams come in here, you know, they, they don't want to get embarrassed either, right? So they're going to be ready to go. So that, that's a little bit on us to, as I said earlier, i got to drive that point on. We're going to be ready. Like te Teams will be gunning for you as well. Um, you put that in that it's a great atmosphere, then you know be ready to go. So as I said, it's it's always on the coach to get your team ready to play. Once they go over the boards and they have the puck on their stick, I think that's where the players have to own what they do, their decisions, right? And you know we're kind of and so it's 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 a shared responsibility here, and that's what we're up against. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, everybody. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders 5-2, the final score. Vegas 22-10-1, 45 points on the year. Next in action Monday night at 7 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And for the Golden Knights, it was another game at home where they were chasing for essentially 60 minutes. Uh, you give up the first goal of the game in the first period where there really wasn't much going on. And then you get that back early on in the second period, but surrender the go-ahead goal just about three and a half minutes later. From that point forward, the Golden Knights were chasing the game. 
trying to create plays, trying to get offense back. The power play is clicking on all cylinders, so that's a positive for the Golden Knights. But at some point, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned in his postgame comments, you've got to have the mindset to manage the puck well, put pucks behind defenses, go back and get it, and make it a long night on your opposition. So for the Golden Knights, they're back to the drawing board on Monday, looking for a way to get that result on home ice. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the New York Islanders. Vegas now 8-8 on home ice. 8-8. For a team that started 5-1 through their first six games on home ice, in the 10 since, they've gone 3-7, and just three wins out of their last 10 home games. For the Golden Knights, that needs to change. It has to change. You expect that it will change, and I guess that's kind of the crux of tonight's extended postgame show and, and what I'm asking from you as you call in. 702-876-1340. Bruce Cassidy talked about the mindset to manage the puck well, the mindset to, to not go out there and try to make tic-tac-toe passes from the beginning of the game thinking that you're going to just settle in and it's going to come. Do you feel like the Golden Knights are getting closer and closer and closer to fixing that, to to figuring it out? Or do you feel like after tonight's game it's a little bit further away? That That's really kind of the crux of what I'm getting to. How soon do you think the Golden Knights are going to right the ship on home ice? That's the question. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We can talk about that or really anything else that you want to get into. We could talk about injuries. Uh, looks like the Golden Knights might have dodged one that looked pretty serious with Mark Stone. He was able to get back onto the ice. Maybe a stinger, maybe something that's a little bit less daunting than what it looked like in the moment. But you know, time will tell on Mark Stone. And then obviously getting Alex Petrangelo back into the lineup, that's fantastic. But that uh, supersedes hockey more than anything else. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I can tell you that I will not lose an ounce of sleep this evening, except I probably will stare at the ceiling for a little while, thanking my lucky stars that I was never a victim of what Alex Petrangelo and his wife must have gone through these last few weeks. I can't even imagine what it could be like or was like. Mm-hmm. And to, to see that little girl, Evelyn, there tonight, <laughs> just yes, I cried, and so did a lot of people as mm-hmm. we saw that unfold tonight. So. To the game, as far as that goes, uh, Alex Petrangelo alone can't change what's ailing the, the Golden Knights and the VGK simply don't put the puck in the net at home. Now, you can come up with a lot of reasons, but again, I won't lose any sleep unless we lose to, say, the Sabres or the Coyotes or even the Blues, for that matter, because this was the best of the four teams this week. So mm-hmm. I still believe 
that the BGK will come away with six points when the week is said and done. I don't know how many times we can hash out this dichotomy between home and road, but it is vexing, and no one's more confused than uh, than the coach in trying to put this thing together. I don't know. Do you have any new solutions? No, I, I think Bruce Cassidy hit on a couple of things tonight, To be to be honest with you, Mike. I think that when the Golden Knights are on the road, they simplify the game, right? Like, we see the Golden Knights willing to put pucks behind defenses, go out for check, get the puck back, and when they're able to do that, you're you're making it a more strenuous game on the opposition. They're you're forcing them into mistakes, and when those mistakes happen, and there's breakdowns in the defensive zone for the opposition, the Golden Knights are able to capitalize on it. And I think at, on home ice, Vegas is looking to make pretty perfect plays, and sometimes that's just not how you win hockey games. Mm-hmm. Well, no. If you try too hard to be perfect, you'll always fail. And this was the least productive 5-2 game. This meant nothing. It was 5-2. It was actually a 3-2 game. But still, yeah. you cannot win on home ice scoring two or less goals every time you step out there. So that's got to stop. Simplify is exactly right. Do we know anything about Jack Eichel going into Monday? Nothing Nothing really of late. Uh, nothing's really changed on that front. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think the the only thing we can look at, Mike, is is practice maybe tomorrow and morning skate on Monday. Thank you for the call. I, I think it would certainly be great to get Jack Eichel back in the lineup and really anybody that's missing from the Golden Knights up front. Paul Cotter uh, is a simple player in terms of what he does on the ice. He'll go north-south. He'll be a straight-line guy. He'll get to the front of the net. That's really what you're looking for. Um, so it'd be a boon if the Golden Knights could get either one of those two players back. It would also be great if you have Mark Stone available on Monday night as well. So um, scoring is going to be something that's got to be by committee. And for the Golden Knights, if, if you don't have Jack Eichel or Paul Cotter or, you know, heaven forbid, Mark Stone, you're going to have to find a way to, to get more than two goals a game. And I think you can do that if you simplify things a little bit. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Cameron. Hey, Cameron, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Ryan. I hope you're doing a little bit better after being a little sick. Uh, that's uh, no good. Uh, glad to have you back on. And, uh, again, as as everyone else has said, uh, much love to the uh, Petrangelo family. I'm glad mm-hmm. that it seems like uh, Evelyn's doing much better. Um, that's a very scary situation. Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, – to touch on Mike's point a little bit, I think uh, it – it's hard when uh, to look at a home losing streak and not pick apart what we're doing, but also like what the opponents were facing, like facing the Bruins. I think we all all knew that that one wasn't in the bag, you know, and especially mm-hmm. after uh, ending the Bruins home win game streak, I, I had a feeling that that one wasn't going to go our way either. And then going back to the Rangers game, um, you know, we're facing – Igor Shosturkin, who is one of the best goaltenders on the planet. So, uh, but with that said, in between those games, we face the Flyers, and they're near the bottom half of the league. And it, we should have put up more than two goals that night. Um, I think looking at the Islanders coming in here tonight, they uh, last night was their third straight loss in a row. Uh, it was to a team that uh, has consistently been near the bottom of the standings in the NHL. Um, and I think what um, 
Bruce Cassidy was saying about teams coming in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I, I think that's mm-hmm. a bigger factor than a lot of people tend to realize. But uh, with all that said, I think we took a step in the right direction tonight. Obviously, the power play was real good to us. Uh, Riley Smith yeah. did a great job putting it in the back of the net. Um, but I think that the Islanders' ability to shut down uh, odd man rushes and two-on-ones, that's you know, kind of our, uh, was our Achilles heel tonight, but, um, I think it's going in the right direction, but, uh, like Mike said, you got to score more than two goals at home. You know, I've last four or five home games. We've, that's what we put up and very rarely is that going to win hockey games. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, Cameron. And I think you bring up a really good point and, and thank you for the call on the Islanders specifically is, is that it's a team that, will take away what you do really, really well. And for the Golden Knights, you, you look at Winnipeg, you look at Chicago, their transition game was was full flight. And when the Golden Knights are in transition, that's where they're most dangerous. It's always been setting up in the offensive zone, working quick passes in tight on a cycle to try to set up a seam play for in-zone offense. That's always been where the Golden Knights have kind of struggled to find the back of the net. So you're getting power play offense, that's great, but when the rush is taken away or you're not able to get to it consistently enough, can you create in-zone offense? That's going to be the big question, I think, for the Golden Knights um, moving forward. They're they're proving they can do it at 5-on-4 on the man advantage, but they're going to have to find a way to, to bring pucks to the net with numbers and, you know, really crash, really, really bang in front of the net, second and third opportunities. Um, Vegas had chances at five on five in this game, unable to bury them for sure, but it was a lot of one and done. And if you're not getting chances on the rush, you've got to be more than one and done in the offensive zone. Great points, Cameron. Thanks so much for that call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. So, uh, you know, just sending tons of love out to Petrangelo and his family. It is heartbreaking to hear what they went through, but also really amazing to hear the recovery that his daughter is on the path to. Um, so much more important than hockey. Uh, can't say that enough. Um, you know, it was kind of a sneaker. It really was a, I mean, it was a one goal game. The two empty netters, they really had quite a bit of a push in that third period and just couldn't bury it. But after seeing Stone go down and go down the tunnel immediately, just seeing him back on the ice is a victory, right? That mm-hmm. was very scary, and that could have been very bad considering uh, how many players were already missed. So, you know what? If the trade-off is we lose but we get Mark Stone back without having to miss any time, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take that every time. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. It was a, super encouraging to get Mark Stone back on the ice, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. Um, I, I think for the Golden Knights, like you got to get through a game or two without an injury, right? Like it's starting to feel, in a lot of ways, like last year. And I'm hopeful that the the injuries will stop. I'm hopeful that the Golden Knights can get through maybe the next three games without much of an incident or or any additional injuries. And I'm hopeful that Mark Stone's able to go and that you, you might get Jack Eichel back on this homestand. And if you get Jack Eichel back, that's going to be important and big. So um, I think you're right there. Um, getting Mark Stone on the ice, having that be um, 
something that worked out for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you, you'll take the silver lining. You'll take that all day long. Extended post-game show. We're back with more on the other side of the break on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders, 5-2 the final score. Let's head right back out to the phone lines. Bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Uh, Just all right, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. So the topic that I wanted to talk about is kind of the trend that I'm seeing that I saw from last year. And what I think a lot of people failed to recognize was last year, the Golden Knights at the New Year's break, they were playing the Anaheim Ducks to solidify that first place slot going into the new year. I'm starting to see the same trend with the injuries, and I hope they're not as serious and and detrimental detrimental going into the rest of the year. But Mm -hmm. on today's date, I have a weird feeling this team is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know that I'm there. Um, Is it just the injuries? Um, I mean, I think the talent's there, and I think the the coaching overall has, has been good, but... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've got that weird feeling. We were all in that good spot last year when we were sitting in first mm-hmm. place at the New Year's break. I know there's a bigger point cushion, but I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird feeling, Ryan. Yeah, you know what, Blake, thanks for the call. I, I mean, I, intuition is what it is. Like, I, I don't know that I'm getting that just yet. Like, I look at the Golden Knights right now. I still think there's a lot of good in what they're doing. I, I eventually believe that things are going to break their way on home ice. They've been so dominant on the road. It, it's been um, kind of the saving grace right now. But I, I think for Vegas, it's it's about getting healthy again and growing again in your game. Um, and if you, you don't suffer more injuries or you don't have like second and third waves of injuries, um, I, I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. But uh, thank you for the call. Let's head right back out to the phone lines. Bring in Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Hey, Patrick, are you there? Patrick, can you hear me, buddy? You're on the air. All right, we will move on from Patrick, and let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, good. I missed some of the calls, so I don't know who said what, but... uh... So it looks like Stone wasn't 100%. He's okay. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. So Mark Stone went down, I would say, about four-ish minutes left in the third right. period. It was kind of a weird play. Gets hit with a puck and then just kind of crumbles. Uh, in more of a delayed reaction. Went off the ice, didn't put any weight on his left leg, but did come back for one shift about 30 seconds um, later in the period. So did come back into the game. Um, Bruce Cassidy spoke after, said that uh, the hope right now is that it was just kind of a stinger, and it's not going to be anything that's that's a long-term injury or, or anything that keeps him out of a game uh, as early as Monday. Yeah, so that that's good because, yeah, you're right. I mean, we can't keep having this game after game. But I do think that uh, process-wise, uh, this was a game where they had more sustained ozone pressure uh, in this mm-hmm. type of situation than they could muster when this happened at home the last three or four times. So I think they uh, did take a step forward in that regard. And I think if you bring Eichel back, he'll naturally get, you know, your number one power play back and, you know, things will get, get better. That's why we have a points cushion. So I'm not super concerned about it, but obviously we want to see these players keep coming back 
and um, the arena had more energy this time I was at the game than it had, I think, in the last few, right? When the team got out ahead two goals, it's happened a lot. The energy was just gone. But I think this time there was sustained pressure, and it felt a little bit different, so maybe we turned the corner. Yeah, you know what, Mike, thank you for the call. I'm with you in that I think the Golden Knights had plenty of opportunities, plenty of chances, and I think offensively, they played a good enough game to get more than just the two power play goals that they got. So you keep stringing those together, and you you, you find kind of that that in-zone offense. You find ways to create more dangerous chances. I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. So it's, it's about finding sustainable ways to score on home ice. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Good, Brian. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, buddy. Um, solutions to uh, our vaccine home ice problem. Um, one, we've got to stop allowing the penetration into our defensive zone that we have allowed. Uh, by the same token, we need to increase our own forecheck in whomever's the, our opponent's defensive zone. And it's not like we haven't been shooting the puck. And I can't remember what the shot totals were tonight, but it seems to me it was something like 38 against 18 or something like that, right? Uh, 38 to 26 in favor of Vegas. Okay. <laughs> I was a little off there. Holy cow. Um, but, you know, it's on the one hand, you don't want to hit the panic button. On the other hand, what the guy said is just like injuries are, you know, they're <laughs> – We've been pretty good on that this year, thank God, so far. Knock on whatever you want to knock on, um, and that has mm-hmm. to stay that way. But there's no way there's no way to guarantee that it will stay that way. So the injuries are the variable that they always are. Um, we have just got to focus better. I, I thought, uh, not to rag on Ron, uh, Ron Bjerg, uh, he had a couple of uh, miscues in there, but, I mean, that's part of the learning process. And... Um, you know, just little things that I suppose add up after a while and just maybe lack of focus, lack of concentration. The op tempo has been pretty high, right? I mean, they've been playing every other day for a few mm-hmm. weeks, if memory serves, with some jet yeah. lag in there as well. So I, I don't know that it's necessarily any one thing, but uh, like you, I think that, you know, we will unvex what is ever vexing us on home ice, and we've got to do it. Uh, thank God we were banking up all those points for that that very good start. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're right on the money there, Greg. Thank you for the call. Um, the best part of banking a ton of points early on is that they're in the bank; they can't be taken away. Now, for the Golden Knights, it's about finding a more consistent end result, and I, I do think it's going to get there. Health will be a factor for sure, but there are certainly things within the Golden Knights' own control. Uh, that can get them there. Simplifying the game, willingness to forecheck, willingness to put pucks behind defense, and create in-zone when the rush game isn't there. Those are all things that are within the Golden Knights' control, whoever is or isn't in the lineup. So uh, from that perspective, I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. I think they're going to find uh, what's what the cure for what's ailing them on home ice, and I think it does start on Monday against the Buffalo Sabres. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall to the New York Islanders, 5-2 to two the final score. Eh couple of empty net goals, effectively a 3-2 loss for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 8-8 eight and eight on home ice. 
going to be looking to turn that around. Though the Golden Knights still tops in the Pacific Division, 45 points so far on the year, 22 wins, 10 losses, one other. The Golden Knights are next in action on Monday at 7 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, making sure everything sounds great. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.